I can't think of any jokes because we watched an honest to God show called Shasta McNasty. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. and welcome to another episode of Musty TV, the 20th episode. Ooh, exciting. Do we have balloons? Exciting times. Uh, no. I, um, well, we have balloons filled with heroin. I mean, prescription pain Pain medicine. Ah. Uh, that will come back later. Um, hey guys, welcome to Musty TV. This is a, uh, podcast where I'm Liam Sr. I am a TV fanatic, as is my co-host. I am Josh Phillips. And we watched the first episode and last episode of a off-the-air show and just kind of run amok with it. And guys, 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 we have a doozy for you today. I mean, like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, before we start, I do want to give credit, shout out to uh, my friend Austin, because he's the one who said, oh yeah, you need to do this show. You know, in the 90s, there was one more channel that was kind of part of like the network TV, and that was UPN. And we've only done one previous UPN show before. And that was, that was uh, do you remember that show? And how special it was. <laughs> it, was Mo- it was Moesha? It was. And it was episode number three. So we decided to tackle another UP- UPN show because it seems like they have a gluttony of terrible programming for us to choose from. We watched a show called Shasta McNasty. That was the title of the show until they changed it to just Shasta? Just Shasta. Shasta. They have more of that hard A. The only show I can think of possibly named after the soda. Shasta. Which you I thought it was Josta Cola. Oh, no, this is different. Shasta oh is a cola. Only It's the only thing I could still find in three liters, and I only find it at Dollar Trees. Maybe, Amazing. I don't know if it still exists, but I used to see it all the time in the South. Like... Probably akin to Fago, but not with the same popularity. We watched a show called Shasta McNasty. It stars Jake Busey and some other people. And it is about a fictional... Now, this is what the show... This is what the description of the show says. It's about a fictional new metal band in California called Shasta McNasty. Now... What it really is about is about three total pervy losers who also happen to play in a shitty hip-hop punk band called Shasta McNasty. I think calling them just pervy losers is, I, I think, criminal, <laughs> criminally, like, perverted. Like, these, sh- these are sex offenders. <laughs> yeah, these are criminals. So let's, let's just jump right in. We start in their apartment. There's three guys, Scott, Randy, and Dennis. Scott is kind of the de facto. We're supposed to we're supposed to like Scott. We're supposed to be rooting yeah. for him somehow. Randy is his is is the the black guy in the rap band, and Jake Busey is Dennis, the kind of the druggy, silly one. The I goofball, guess, I guess. The goofball, barely, because they're all idiots. <laughs> yes, they are. And in the pilot, we what do what, what do we what do we start? What are they doing? When you open a pilot. You know, you want to try to show off your main characters doing something kind of a normal humdrum activity for them because, like, the, the show is about to start. Their lives are about to start, so to speak. Like, the reason we're going to see these characters is about to take We want to be thrown know? into their lives and, and like them. And these three are seen 
watching a video feed. Well, first we think they're just watching porn. And then it turns out they're watching a video feed of their neighbor from across the street through her apartment window in a camera that they have set up. For three months, they've been doing this. For three months. And at first, Scott is like, guys, this is wrong. And then immediately joins in because he has a huge crush on Cindy Margulis. Cindy Margulis. The, the most, most downloaded di- person yeah. before the, uh, on, the most downloaded person on the internet before internet porn was a big thing. So, like, UPN got some clout, I guess. I mean, she was huge, and it was such a big deal, like, when that all came out, because she was the non-nude model, most downloaded woman on the internet. Crazy that she wasn't even nude. And they somehow also were like, hey, let's make her an actress in this show. She's bad. She's not good. (laughs) And they're watching her, and then they, her boyfriend comes home, and then they're watching him get naked, and then talk about how big his dick is. And then four minutes of this go by, and then Scott turns to the camera and starts talking to us. Let me introduce the guys, and let me tell you. So there are three best friends from Chicago that decided to move to L.A. and make music. Yeah, they grew up in grade school together. They got a demo deal and show up. So they moved out to L.A., and then the record label... What the Funk Records. ...ran out of money, and so they get, but they still got to keep the demo money, and now they're just living in L.A. And the pilot is... Uh, I, I thought the pilot's gonna be like, oh, maybe it's them, like, getting a manager or trying to score a record deal. No. The you... show about the band, the opening pilot is just, like, they want this... Oh, well, so it turns out that the people that they're peeping on... The guy is cheating on Cindy Margulis with another woman, so they want to, like, sneaky spy attack and make uh, Cindy find out. And Scott's hoping that she'll find out, dump him, and then they can meet and start their true romance. Well, Liam, you were almost right when you said trying to score a record deal. They're just trying to score. (laughs) 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 Yes. Like, it's disgusting, the things they say, and I can't believe this existed. Just like in, the, like you said, the first like five minutes is like, what is happening? Is them committing a crime? And it's just treat it a okay. And then poor Mary Lynn Reichkub, one of my favorite comedic actresses, is the fourth character of Diane, their like roommate that also shares a kitchen. Yeah. And she like, you can see how uncomfortable Mary Lynn Reichkub is with this. Yeah. This stuff. And they recast her, I think, in the next episode. They find out that uh, they share a kitchen. What Scott likes to sleep naked and also likes to walk around the apartment naked with everyone there. I had a roommate who did that. She's having breakfast the next, like the next day that they move in, and he just walks in, his penis out, and, and like, he's like, "Am I in the right apartment?" And yeah. she's like, "I guess those were your underwear in the dishwasher." And he's like, "Yeah, I sleep naked." And she's like, "Yeah, well, I have a fear of." penis is staring at me and, during breakfast so put that little thing away but and then he, josh goes oh she must have written her own lines <laughs> i forgot about that but she never once makes any effort to cover himself up no ever it's just always like yep uh-huh i'm out here i can't be respectful and she's like weirdly okay with them peeping so they're like, oh, we should plant underwear in her apartment so that she'll find it that is and it isn't her underwear and she'll accuse her boyfriend yeah. So then Mary Lynn Reichka brings her, them her actual underwear drawer. Yeah, provides the underwear drawer. Not just here's a pair. Let me bring my underwear drawer. You perps, start digging for it. 
Well, no, because then she hands him, like, gray panties, and then they immediately all, like, try to play keep away with her red thong, which she takes back, and then they cut to them planting the panties, and then it's the red thong that they're using. So Dennis and Diane are, are playing lookout, and Randy and Scott go across the street to the apartment to hide the panties. They break in, they get inside, and it turns out, up oh, tons of animals everywhere. Turns out there's a lot of animals in this apartment. There's fish, and then there's a parrot. Liam got a little uncomfortable during this. <laughs> so when I was about two years old, I was in a stroller with my mom, and, uh, well, she was pushing it, obviously. And, like, a bunch of, of geese, like, came up and attacked me in the stroller. So ever since then, I'm, like, a little bit uncomfortable around large birds. And parrots are, like, the kind of smallest bird that make me a little uneasy because they have well, knives on their feet and face and <laughs> can talk to you and me. I, on the other hand, grew up going to a big uh, pet store that had a giant parrot in a cage right in front. Uh, so this is also the fakest parrot I've ever seen. Like it is not in all shots. It's mostly ostriches. Like that's the one that really scares me. Okay. Ostriches, cassowaries. I don't even know what the, a cassowary big... is. Dude, a cassowary? A cassowary is one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. They their beak is actually sharper than knives, and their talons are like one of the sharpest things. People have based weapons on their beak and talon structures because of how like this aggressive they sounds are. terrifying. Are. Uh, coming yeah, soon, a bird talking podcast. Yeah. Ooh, I would love to do a bird podcast. I would do a bird podcast just because you're afraid of them, and I think it's interesting. I'm afraid of flightless large birds. They gross me out. Birds are and, disgusting. And parrots, apparently. Parrots freak me out because they can talk, but they don't understand what they're saying. Oh, that's the same with cockatiels, cockatoos. I don't like them. They're loud, and I don't like... I like parrots from far away. We had cockatiels growing up, so I'm also used to those. And yeah, the... in, in L.A., there are wild green parrots all over the place, and I love those. But I will say, I don't think anyone needs to own any bird, because why should you keep something that can fly in a fucking cage? It just seems wrong. Anyway, so Scott walks yeah. into this apartment... <laughs> And the bird just, him and the bird, he tries to feed the bird a cracker instead of just, like, placing the panties in right. and fucking off. Ignore the bird and do what he needs to do and leave. And the bird, he, the bird grabs onto him, so he starts actually, like, slamming the parrot around. Like, he's Hulk, and the parrot is Loki in the first Avengers movie. And then the parrot, like, dies. Oh, but you're forgetting. And it's like on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then it's like on the floor and you think it's dead. Mm -hmm. And then Scott goes up to it and the parrot wakes up and grabs onto Scott's penis through his pants with its beak. And guys, you can ask Josh, when the parrot jumped, I actually jumped in my seat. But there was a pop-up window before this that said, not a real parrot. <laughs> because the producers of this show think the audience is so dumb. So then uh, uh, Scott throws the parrot into the ceiling because Cindy is home and she's about to walk in to her apartment. And the parrot is completely shaved in the ceiling fan and it's now just this weird Quato from Total Recall looking horrible prop that would made me so uncomfortable to it's look at. So it was like fake. This, like, little baby chicken body, but this full parrot head, it looked like something in a John Waters movie or a David Lynch movie. Like, 
I really, really was upset by this because it was still alive and he was like trying, it was still fighting Scott and he was trying to hang it up on the thing and it kept falling over and it was, it was awful. It was, it was really bad for me to watch this. And then Scott jumps out the window of this high rise apartment mm-hmm. so that he can't get caught. Of course. And then as the dummy is falling from the window, a little bubble pops up that says, not a real guy. Just in case you are and wondering. Then, and then something weird happens. He hits the ground, and then all of a sudden, Dennis and Randy are paramedics mm-hmm. that take him to an ambulance as they all start rapping their song. Well, this would have been, so as he hit the ground, that would have been the commercial break. And then they just come right back into this song. <laughs> into the Shasta McNasty song, Shasta coming at ya. And it says sex talk in it. That's really the only lyric I remember. And it's so funny watching this white guy rap in the back of an ambulance. Oh boy, it's it's oh Carmine. So then, so then they he's at the hospital and he's fine. He's gonna be okay. And then they go back to their um, apartment. We get a perfect rear window setup because he is basically As he's in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Yeah, broken so arm. Cindy, Cindy finds the underwear when her boyfriend gets home. And is mad at him. Neither of them talk about their newly shaven parrot that no. is in the shot. Mm-hmm. They just ignore it. Who cares about that? She's like, whose underwear are these? And he goes, ah, oh, it was a special gift I was getting. A surprise gift for you because it's soft and silky like you. So, Josh, I have a girlfriend. And I buy her gifts because she deserves it. She's a great woman. And if I pulled out a pair of crumpled panties from behind the couch and presented it to her as if it was a gift... She would kick me in the nuts and break up with me. She would have every right, in my opinion. Right. If anyone pulls a pair of crumpled underwear, be it male, female. They're not in a a bag. They're not wrapped. This is loose underwear. Here you go. Yeah, that's A loose-ass thong. Yeah. And then Cindy Margolis just puts this thong on and pulls. So now they have a new plan. What they're going to do is let their dog dinner that's right they have a dog we get a quick flashback to how they got this dog scott went to a chinese restaurant and saw that they had a dog behind the counter chained up and was like oh what uh what's his name and the guy was like oh dinner right and he points to a pot dinner tonight and he points to the dog dinner tomorrow and uh then scott runs away with the dog there's a little casual racism while the two uh while the two chinese owners chase them with giant fish and it's just nice to know that white people were just as sensitive to other races. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, as they were back in the 90s, when I was on a very famous TV show. I'm Bojack the Horseman Bojack. Don't act like you don't know. So Dinner, who now is a full-grown dog, has the largest ball sack I've he seen on television. He has not been neutered. No. He's got a fucking wrecking ball down there. Miley Cyrus is hanging by his nuts with her tongue out. So they're, they, like, let their dog just go hoping that cindy will she find loves, it on a run she loves, animals. she loves animals she does she breaks their dog's leg weird brings them back she brings it back to their apartment and they like time it up so that just when she gets back her boyfriend is cheating on her again so then she sees it she's devastated but also sexually aroused to scott she jumps in his lap. Yeah, she jumps in his lap on the wheelchair. They go on a date we don't see because the next day they're watching the the feed and they're like, oh, Scott's going to come out. And Scott comes out of his bedroom. It's like, oh, she just like was just talking about how bad that boyfriend was the whole time. Like, I don't think she's going to have rebound with anybody. 
And then a woman walks out of Cindy's apartment and it's like, oh, Cindy's bisexual now. And those boys are so happy. Except for Scott. And then Diane's like, probably also gay now because she goes, yeah. they eliminated men. It's like, Diane, did you not know what being gay was? <laughs> you you live in Los Angeles in the late 90s. <laughs> and that's the end of the pilot. Mm, did I miss anything else? I think you covered a, every bit of it. There's like a running gag with pizza guys that wasn't very funny. And then they just use it to promote some wrestling on UPN. And then at one point, the parrot fully feathered just goes, goodbye. Right. Because this originally aired like during like some big uh, wrestling thing, the pilot. So, last episode is called Behind the Band 2010. And yes, it is a fake documentary episode of Behind the Band about Shasta McNasty as they basically become the most famous band in the world. Ten years later. If you thought that the first one had, like, some weird perviness and casual racism in it, fucking prepare. Just a broad, a broad like, bad stuff trigger warning if... If you're the type of person who's offended by uh, jokes about rape and violence and drugs and stuff, maybe, yeah, maybe go to the end of this episode because this show goes into it and we are going to take them to task for it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's your basic behind the music parody. We learn about their rise and fall. There's Yoko jokes. There's drug jokes. There's bestiality jokes. (laughs) There's weird bestiality jokes. How do you want to tackle this? Do you want to just talk Uh, about what each character... Yeah, I think that's the best way. Like, it's supposed to be 10 years later that this is, like, being aired, this uh, behind the music thing. Oh, so there's a couple of new additions to the cast. Diane has been recast uh, as some blonde girl named Jolie Jenkins, who's not funny or good at acting. No. And Mini-Me himself, Vern Troyer, is their manager. And he's, like, he's not terrible. He's yeah, he's funny. fine. Yeah, like... He's very good. Yeah, like, about... I think it's, like, halfway through the season of the show as they changed the whole thing and it became that they're... Nope. You're wrong, dude. It is the second episode. Oh, it's the second episode that they dropped McNasty yeah, and just called it Shasta? I don't know if that's when they that's when Vern Troyer comes on, and I think it might be when they dropped it. Yeah, so they basically they dropped the McNasty and just called Shasta. Which they make a weird joke about in the show. Yeah. And they start working at Vern Troyer's bar. His name is Vern Valentine. <laughs> and he's there like Pro- I mean, this is this is late 90s. Austin Powers was definitely a thing. Yeah. They make a Randy joke yeah, in this, the first one about being horny. This, ran, this Vern Troyer is a huge get for them. Yes, 99 to 2000 was this show. And actually, Sidney Margolis was the model for the Fembots. Oh, my God. Yes, that's her. So, yeah, let's just talk about, like, the characters. Like, what? So, Scott and Diane are dating, and they basically just do the whole John and Yoko thing where yeah. they get really into, like avant-garde music and hippy-dippy stuff, but you can tell it's written by people who don't know about no, that world. at all. So it's like introducing blenders into their music, and they dress all weird and hippie-ish. Diane has, like, a appropriated bindi, which is really uncool. He's even trying to do, like, a little bit of a Liverpool. Like, occasionally you'll hear him, like, trying to slip into, like, a little bit of Liverpool John Lennon dialect, and it's just weird. They're very clearly going for a John and Yoko thing, and it's just oh, bad. Oh, of course. Yeah, because they're kind of, like... so bad. Yeah, they even make a joke at one point. I thought this was a band meeting. Why is she here? Randy is basically just in a recording studio with other... Uh, other musicians that clearly don't know how to play music, which is very funny to watch at the end. Randy. He's wearing, he's wearing like an article of clothing from every decade 
that like was attributed to black culture mm-hmm. so he's got like the leather black panther hat he's got like the big uh, fur coat he has a uh, 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 a clock necklace it's like he's got a gold tooth come on upn yeah. and his dialect has been changed where now he's like yeah very much he used to talk with no dialect no like forced anything and now he's talking with a really forced dialect yeah. and it's not cool. it's obvious like they've made him a yeah like a caricature of hip-hop culture it was really uncomfortable to watch because it was it, you know this show was made by a bunch of white guys obviously and well, we didn't mention who one of the directors was. Oh, we forgot. The director of the pilot is Dennis Dugan, who's Adam Sandler's, one of his go-to directors. It's like him and Tim Harrelly. Yeah, he's directed almost everything, including his first film, uh, Going Overboard. Overboard. Which is yeah. one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Then there's Dennis. So the joke with Dennis is that he gets addicted to drugs, and how they do this joke is he gives this monologue where he's like, uh, so I hurt my shoulder from doing drumming, so I started taking prescription pain medication. And then I was just like, handfuls of, pr- handfuls of, and then instead of him saying pills, they like very clearly dub prescription pain medication. And then I would just go snort lines of prescription pain medication. And then I would just inject prescription pain medication. It is right really, really unfunny. It's really unfunny, and it's like really uncomfortable because they are making light of addiction. And I'm not saying that you can't make jokes about that. One of my favorite shows, You're the Worst, has a character who is a, uh, a heroin addict mm-hmm. and also, like, a uh, Iraq War vet. And they handle those the jokes about that, like, beautifully, and they're very funny, and it's very good. And in this one, the joke is just, like, isn't it funny that people get addicted to heroin? And it's like, no, it's not funny that people get addicted to heroin. And we can't mention the drug. Like, uh, it's just weird. This I thought was super whack, was they, um, Dennis, the character, ODs, and they show a clip of the 911 call. Because at first it's like, uh, ma'am, what's going on? It's like, oh my god, he's overdosed, he's dead, he, was, he overdosed on black tar heroin. And then Dennis just like, they inject him with the adrenaline needle, and Dennis just like wakes up, and he's like, there's a needle in my heart, are you guys trying to kill me? Ugh. And it was so, it was like, you could totally tell that these dudes watched Pulp Fiction once. Exactly. And were like, oh, we can make that a bit. Yeah. What did you, did I miss anything in the drugs thing? Yeah, so when they first, like, allude to, like, Dennis's problems, they show, like, pictures of him where he looks, like, all bloodshot. And then there's, like, dogs around him. He's, like, holding a dog, but the dog is wearing Lingerie. It's It's so weird. And they never actually say. It's just weird. Why are these weird bestiality jokes? Because every drug addict has sex with dogs is what they're trying to tell us. Then there's Vic Drake. This guy, I guess, essentially discovers them. Yeah, I don't know if he's in the show. I assume he is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Like, I don't know if he actually discovered him in the show. If, If you guys are listening are... Sweet Life of Zack and Cody fans, the actor who plays Vic Drake is the repairman Arnold from that. He's like a big Disney actor now. Was that him? Which makes... Okay, yeah, that I was thought him. it was. Which makes, like, the next couple things I'm about to tell you low-key pretty, pretty disturbing. So he's in jail when they start interviewing him, and they don't tell us why. No. And he was their first manager, and um, every scene with him, every conversation he's being interviewed in, like, those glass booths, other prisoners are behind them that keep like massaging his neck or like trying to touch him and he keeps saying like no no i'm being interviewed well he's 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 not so much he's more sad because he knows he's yeah 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 not so much the anger it's just like 
like he's almost wants to cry. He's like, no, I, I could talk more. I can talk more. And they're just like making jokes about that. The fact that he is apparently being raped constantly. And at one point he's like, a big guy goes behind him and goes like it's nap time and he just like while crying jumps it's into that guy's oh. arms and is carried away and it's like wow this episode is making light of heroin addiction and prison rape yeah and then, and then I mean that's not Shasta McNasty <laughs> oh my god and then so we see that happens like two or three times With and then different the next men. time we see him Vic Drake is now like controlling the prison, but also wearing a white uh, like I don't know what the hat is called. Oh, I it, think it's... he has converted to Muslim, like because his name is now Wasad. I didn't see that. Yes, That's fucking it weird. It said his name is Wasad. I don't know what the hat is called either. So we meet him. We meet Wasad, as he's now called. And we never, we don't learn why he's in jail for the first no. like twenty minutes. Uh, the people who raped him are now like his followers. So, you know, setting up that whole, uh, basically trying to make, you know, Muslim religion a cult. You know, no big deal. Uh, so then uh, we cut to, I guess this is when the guys, it's like... A it's a flashback. They'll, they'll sometimes cut to flashbacks of, like, one of them shooting a home video of the band. You can see the time card in the bottom right. Yeah, so we go back to after the guys have started to have some success... And they're all just, I guess, I think they show, like, I think one of them's passed out in the room. The other's, the other. Yeah, there's, like, it's, like, the night the other, after a party or the morning yeah, of a like party. Yeah, like, Scott and at Randy this point, buying stuff. No, no, it's after oh, that. Oh, it's after that. Yeah, the, Randy is, like, asleep with two women on the couch. Yeah, you're like, right, right. So, basically. And, and at this point, Shasta McNasty has had, like, a number one album mm -hmm. and a number one hit. And, like, a pretty successful second album, too. Uh, it does go without saying, they have still not left this apartment, <laughs> despite how nope. successful they are. So, anyway, yeah, this is gross and this is awful. So, we cut to what is obviously supposed to be, like, a tween. No, no, no. Dude, dude, dude. It's just him reading an ID we can't see. And then it cuts oh, to Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's like, so he you're goes, 40? Uh, so I guess by your license, you'd be 40 years old. And then you cut to the girl, and she has braces. And, and like, pigtails. Her hair is in pigtails. And he's like, all right, checks out to me. And then puts his arm around her and walks away with her. And, and that's why he's in jail. Yeah, we cut to immediately him in prison. And the show thinks that this is so fucking funny. Yeah. This is their big comic block. Statutory rapes hilarious, Liam. So we haven't, we haven't done one of this in a while, but it's time for Liam's sitcom lessons. There's a thing that there's that's called the comic block, and that's like the big set piece of your sitcom. It's like towards the end of the show. You know, that's one that's you're just gonna go all out. Pick an episode and just the comic block is that big thing that happens at the end. This episode, the comic block was finding out what Vic Drake was arrested for, and I feel disgusting for watching it. Yeah, it it just it felt gross. It I don't know who It was awful. Who like said, yep. That is totally fine. I Oh, we can do that. That is a great idea. Yeah, I I have a daughter. That's cool too. Like, uh I feel bad for the actress who did it. <laughs> I think it's a fucked up IMDb page credit. That's kind of the end of the episode too. Like it's just like they're not, you know, they're not still a band together, but they're still friends and making music on their own and Dennis does puppetry well they get rediscovered by some european label oh, right. and do a whole tour and get kind of famous after they break again. up and, and force dennis to go to rehab which he really doesn't want and to they do. joke again, about that too laughs you have to go to rehab <laughs> fucking weird 
then it just it honestly just kind of like stops yeah like it just ends it did feel very weird how it ended and it felt like they knew they were being canceled but like so at first when we were watching the pilot we were like oh my god this show is so fucking silly it's so weird it's like so 90s it's not even funny we should definitely watch more oh my god this is so much fun and then that second episode you're like no fuck the people who made this show super not funny really uncomfortable joke writing and completely like devoid of empathy, oh. devoid of foresight, totally tone deaf. Well, as I said uh, before we started, because I was looking at the episode titles, there is a episode of this show called Chubby Chick. And you know, I looked at the premise of that episode. It is please, please it is, tell me, tell me. So uh, I think it's Scott. He's worried that if his chubby girlfriend loses weight, she will dump him. I'm literally, I don't know what to say. Hey, would you like to hear some of the guest stars on this show, Josh? That I would on the show? love to, but maybe we should take a break first for our other... Great idea. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to uh, do the rest of this episode. <laughs> back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams, and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Hey, We did it. We did it. And that show that you probably just heard a commercial for is great. It is. So here's some of the guest stars, and I want... And I want you to see if you can think of what kind of like what connections they all have. Mm, okay. So in episode two, Gary Coleman. In episode three, we have Ben Stein. Weird. In episode five, we have the return of Cindy Margolis. Eh, I'm not surprised. In episode eight, we have Gary Busey. Well, the, his son, of course. And in episode 11, we have Eric Estrada. Now, do you know about those particular celebrities I just talked about, like, do you know what they're more famous for now? Uh, Reality TV stunts, my friend. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Eric Estrada. Even, a- and Vern Troyer, too. I think most of the people were, were on, like, The Surreal Life or were on, like, all those types Eric of shows. Eric Estrada is currently on, like, uh, one of those, like, worst celebrity cook crap shows. Uh, they've all, they also had two former Playboy models on as well. Well, that feels just par for the course for that show. Right? And yeah, Gary Busey's just, well, he's Gary Busey. He's Gary, well, yeah, but Gary Busey was also on the Surreal Life. I'm just saying. And Celebrity so Rehab, or Celebrity Rehab, whatever. Yeah, he's been on Dr. Drew's show. He was on Celebrity Rehab not to, not to like have, re, not to go through rehab. But to uh, he thought he was like a, li- a special liaison guest. It's so I, weird. I know, I know. I've seen part of it, and it's insane. Cause it's insanity. You know, what? Gary Busey got in a really bad motorcycle accident, and he has never been the same. Yeah, not condoning any of his behavior, but I just want to say he went crazy. After okay, do you want to know when Shaw? Oh my God! What did you look at? Shasta McNasty would went up against when it first. Oh aired. yeah. Fam- family Guy, Spin City, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Jag. Big Brother, Just Shoot Me, Third Rock from the Sun, and it was a uh, it was then replaced with Dilbert repeats. Uh, oh man, but Liam, this was nominated for People's Choice Award for Best New Comedy. That's so fucked up. Yes, it is. Like that just makes me sad. <laughs> same, f- same. 
what people voted. So, uh, I guess we're gonna go, I guess we can go rate this. Uh, this was fucking crusty. This was some crusty-ass garbage TV, yeah. and I hated it. Yeah, I felt gross, and I feel like a crust has formed over me because I watched the show. I'm right there with you. So, yeah. I feel slimy and awful for watching it. Yeah. Don't watch this, please. Don't watch it. One of the worst shows we watched. Maybe not the worst, it's, but like definitely one of the it's give, one of the most bummer-inducing. Yeah, most icky feelings, most bad vibes. Yeah, this should stay buried. Because it just... Uh, yeah. Agreed. It just represents a time in our culture, which, you know, we're more progressive now than we were then, but still, like, this was... This was ten years ago. We've got a lot of work to do, people. Oh, I'm sorry, almost 20 years ago. How, ugh, ugh, gross. I, yeah, gross. yeah. Liam, before we go. Oh, duh. This show yeah. made us feel sick and nasty and weird and creepy. So what have you watched lately that has made you feel good and happy or sad and beautiful? I don't know. You are, you, are, you, are you saying it's time for our segment, Don't Watch That, Watch This? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying in a roundabout way. You know, I'm I'm a big Seth MacFarlane not fan. Uh, I don't like Family Guy. I don't like Cleveland Show. And I'm not a fan of his movies or other endeavors. However, I am a diehard American Dad fan. I absolutely love American I Dad. I completely agree. American Dad's amazing. If you hate Seth MacFarlane's, like, punching down jokes and his cutaway shit like that... Watch American Dad because that show is so much more about character interactions and character growth and esoteric references. I've I've watched every episode. There is a total of three cutaway jokes in the entire series of American Dad. It'll sometimes go into some debauchery sure. territory. Not every joke is going to land, but like this is a, a a show that like is getting crazy more progressive and i don't think yeah. people talk about how it's like a weird that it's a mcfarland show he doesn't touch it no nope, he never just, written he just episode. acts on it. it was he just does voices and just to add to that particularly their holiday their christmas episodes are some of the best fucking oh, their christmas yeah, episodes amazing. are i'm gonna recommend something kind of obscure but i think you can find it now this is a not a tv show it's actually a teleplay and it's it was a british like uh bbc which when I tell you about one of the scenes, you'll be surprised that something so insanely shocking was shown on British TV in 1973, I think. But uh, AFI, uh, Anthology Film Archives, recently had a free screening of this fel uh, teleplay called Penda's Finn. It is really strange, kind of a coming-of-age story about this uh, young... Uh, I guess he's probably like 14, 15 year old, like trying to find, he's kind of finding himself, but there's also like this weird supernatural element based on this small, like English, uh, I guess, I guess village he lives in. It's like a very small community and he's kind of like, it deals a lot with like religion and questioning your own sexuality. It's, it's a really strange and beautiful film and has like one of the most haunting scenes I've ever seen because there is one scene literally where parents and children are lining up and like walking up to this table and having their arms cut off i'm sorry it is bizarre i'm sorry not arms their hands which makes it even weirder cool. penda's fin highly recommend it all right thanks for listening to another episode of musty tv um make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network oh i mean i i sometimes put out music uh under the name sore dinosaur i have a band camp you can find 
and check out some of my stuff. Is there anything you'd like to plug, uh, I just want to say, like like said, oops, <laughs> sorry about that. So I just would, yeah. Uh, You're good. This show, like said, was recommended to us by someone. So if you want to recommend a show, feel free to reach out to us. What are our Twitters and emails, Liam? <laughs> We're at Musty TV. I think so, too. I think. But uh, we'll, you know what? If you go to the episode page for this, I'll have all that information written down on the on the description. So just go check that out. And yeah, yeah. We'll see you guys next thanks, week. guys. Bye. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TT. Oh, it must be TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major. <laughs>